This is Timothy Miller with Speak Memory, and you are listening to As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. To close out 2021, I'm so excited to finally share my interview with Tim Miller from post-rock band Speak Memory. Tim and I chatted back at the beginning of May before the band released their latest EP, Adirondack. After that, my interview schedule got super busy and I couldn't find the right place to get this interview out. Too much flying by the seat of my pants and not enough scheduling releases. Adirondack is an incredible EP and fans of Unwed Sailor, Saxon Shore, and American Football, to name a few, will want to give it a spin. Tim talks about his musical history, the early collaboration with Barty Strange, and music as an emotional outlet. Tim told me the band will be releasing new music throughout 2022, so give them a follow and be on the lookout for new tunes in the new year. I hope you guys enjoy getting to know Tim Miller from Speak Memory. California, uh, which I was born in the uh, northern part of California in Redding. Uh, So was out there until I was seven, and then I moved out to Oklahoma. What uh, what took your family to Oklahoma? My dad was working with the post office at the time. Okay, and he got a a position in Oklahoma that was just a better schedule uh, for him to spend time with the kids and with the wife. So he was like, Oh, you know, I'd rather be there for my kids than not. Uh, Cause he was working overnights uh, when we were out in California. Uh, so we hardly saw him except yeah. for ever we were going to school. Gotcha. Gotcha. What was, what was growing up like outside of your dad working overnight those early years? Oh, uh, well, a lot of it's kind of a blur at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think of once I got to seven or eight um, and had already been uh, living in Oklahoma, um, I'd say I, I still have memories that uh, uh, began uh, at that point and just it being... Uh, me trying to adjust being around people in Oklahoma at that time. What got you into music? Man, that's a tough one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Because it's, it's kind of strange. Um, I, I, I think, you know, once I hit nine or 10, um, I was listening to a lot of 
what was on the radio that my mom was listening to at the time. There was like a lot of Amy Grant playing on the radio. Uh, so uh, stuff like that and like old old school bar and B music, like soul from 60s and 70s. Um, that would be for my dad's collection. So um, like Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, um, those kind of recordings. Um, and, and then 13 came along and I started getting into a lot of punk rock and hardcore music. Um, nice. mostly on the, uh, Christian spectrum of things. And, uh, I, w I would say that period helped, uh, shape my musical taste, uh, and what I would ultimately be into growing up. Yeah. What were those like first few records that really made an impact on you? Uh, MXPX Life in General and Goaty Hooks Banana Man. Hell yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah, it's, a, it's a strange contrast to like wh what I, I do musically, but I mean, if not for those records, I probably wouldn't have picked up a guitar and, you know, <laughs> did my thing at the time. Yeah. Was guitar the first instrument you wanted to play? Wanted to play. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say I'd say it was. Uh, it's a tie between that and bass, and uh, okay, and I and I actually remember uh, uh, playing on the bass more uh, than the electric guitar because uh, my brother played bass uh, at the time, and that's how I got into you know. Aside from those albums, um, that was another reason why I got to wanting to play music and to pick up an instrument was because of my brother. Yeah. Um, so I would sneak into his room, play on his bass when he <laughs> wasn't home <laughs> and, uh, him beating me up once he found me <laughs> playing on his bass. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so like guitar, uh, electric guitar, bass, uh, I'd say it was a tie, like those two instruments I wanted to play, um, at the very beginning. Nice. Was your brother hugely influential in your musical trajectory? Like, were you started playing in bands with him or joining his band or were you on your own path? Yeah, we, we, we played in a, a few bands uh, uh, earlier on, um, one of which is pretty epic. Um, it was like a, a death metal band, him and a mutual friend of ours, Rob, uh, uh, were doing. Uh, we had no drummer, though. Wow. Uh, but what, what's kind of weird, uh, what's kind of weird about it though, was, uh, there was a, a local musician in the area who was looking for a band to play with his band and Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, me being 13, I'm like, I've never heard of Cannibal Corpse, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we didn't go further into like asking you know our parents if we could play because it's like we didn't we don't have a drummer so we we can't do anything right now yeah but uh man that 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 would have been that would have been an odd show to tell people like like had we had gone through with that there's hmm. a, there's always that random show you play where like you end up on and you're like how did we end up here those were the good old days when someone would just like ask you hey you want to play this show and yeah <laughs> you don't have to go through the the hoops or anything like oh here's the epk kit that we have with like everything you need to know about us <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh yeah you, you know want to jump on 
Yeah. Outside that, did you continue to play in bands like through high school and, and beyond? Yeah. Uh, I, I had a band for a little, for the last couple of years in high school, um, which was in hindsight, not that great. Um, <laughs> uh, like the, the, you know, we, we gained a pretty decent, decent buzz around town. Uh, when we were playing, so I, I can't really discount that period too much. Um, and then after that, I, I played in another band for about a year uh, during college, and and then just kind of put music to the side up until after I graduated from college, and, um, and that's around the time that Speak Memory came about. Yeah. Were you connected and involved in the uh, music scene there in Oklahoma? Were you aware of what was happening in the state and in like Oklahoma city? Yeah. Um, maybe a, a little more than, than most people. Um, I always like to know who's playing around and, um, and what venues to go to, um, that had the best shows coming through. Uh, so I, I'd like to think I was pretty well versed with, uh, gr growing up in the music scene here. Well, you mentioned Speak Memory. How did this project start? It started um, a, a little after uh, graduating from college and wanting to get back into actually writing songs again. Because um, there was a period where I was so um, focused or reliant on my effects pedals that yeah. I was just kind of playing like one or two notes and then just laying it laying this like long drone go for however many minutes and uh and i didn't want to do that anymore uh, <laughs> i actually wanted to write actual chords and you know seem like i i knew what i was doing yeah uh, so uh it was a lot of I mean, what kind of inspired me uh, was going back on some early records uh like american football lp1 um like mineral christy front drive all the stuff that i had gotten into like in high school but just kind of forgot about it once i got into college and was focusing on that um but also the some of the newer stuff at the time uh inspired me like uh the first time that i heard a ttng's animals album um that really had a huge impact on me and wanted uh, made me want to be better at guitar and to try to write something similar to what it was they were doing on that record yeah uh, what, whenever i got uh, the the desire to want to play out again uh did a post uh looking for for musicians uh we had like a local board um that people could post on mm -hmm. um and yeah, uh, I found a couple of guys through there, 
uh, uh, JT, our, our drummer, or who's still our drummer now, um, and Barty Strange, who yeah. is now doing his own. Uh, he's on a whole whole other level than right. a, a lot of us are right now. Um, and, you know, got to play with him uh, during those early years. Uh, we only got to do a couple of shows before he ended up moving to the East Coast for, for a job um, he had at the time. Hmm. Um, but we became really good friends uh, from that experience. And um, yeah, uh, not, not a whole lot of people that I can say that, you know, I just hang out in their room listening to the new Joan of Arc album yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just talking about politics and, you know, funny stories, that sort of thing. I'm curious if there was ever this idea or drive to have a vocalist or if you were always drawn to doing instrumental music, if any time you're like, maybe it'd be cool to have a vocalist and be more American football or Algernon or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of, it's funny. Like we've always wanted to have vocals in the music. And uh, during the earlier years of when Bartiz was in the band, we, we had a vocalist uh, during that period but uh they ended up parting ways and we primarily became an instrumental band uh because i was finding it hard to sing while you know playing how i play on guitar like uh, one thing or the other like it just messes up so um (laughs) we we stuck we stuck primarily as a instrumental band but um i with this recent uh, release I, i wanted to try to the about adding vocals and by doing that also figuring out well how how can i add these without you know one part of the music you know um like without like one part of the music like the quality declining yeah um and yeah so i i i feel like we're we're getting closer to figuring that out um and uh doing adding the vocals to one of the songs on the new EP uh, yeah. helps us, you know, get to where we need to be uh, as far as that goes. Yeah. This yeah. is your first release since 2014. Uh, why the hiatus in between? Uh, it is a lot, a lot of, uh, personal life stuff. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If if I had my way, we probably would have put out a full length either the following year or 2016, like after that first EP. Because um, I I had, uh huh. Uh, I I had a I had it in mind as far as like the the plan um, as to what we were going to release and how we would go about it and. Um, they got derailed, but yeah. but that's okay because kind of 
because uh, where we're at right now, I, I, I feel like we were, we're made to be in, in this moment. Um, like we're, I like to think we're, we're wiser, we're better at our instruments yeah. and, uh, just, yeah, you know, things happen for a reason and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're where they're at now. Yeah. The, uh, this EP compared to value to survival, like it feels mathier and a little more structured. Uh, yeah. Like, like you can hear the growth on it. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, that was kind of my fear going into this was, will it appear like we had any kind of growth? <laughs> Cause like, I, I know that we know like we've grown and we've, you know, we've had something um, that we couldn't do before. Um, whether other people uh, notice that that's completely different thing. Yeah. Did uh, COVID affect the release of this and gain it out? It did. Yeah. Uh, the, we were going to put it out last May. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> um, whenever, whenever COVID really took hold of the country, like last March, um, I, I was pretty much like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of more concerned about living as opposed to yeah. putting something out. <laughs> So I'm just going to focus on not getting sick and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were going to put it out last May. That didn't happen because of COVID. Um, or if COVID hadn't had happened, uh, I know, uh, one of the other guys had a health issue that kind of kept them from, from playing for, for some time. Uh, they're 100% better now. Um, so we should all rejoice in that, but yeah, like 2020, um, was just trying to keep us from going further. I felt like, um, like just one thing or the other was thrown at us, but you know, if, if something like that didn't happen, it wouldn't be speak memory. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there, yeah. there's always, there's always something that goes on. Yeah. Were you guys already connected with clear story? Yeah, uh, to to a degree. Um, our bassist Cody, uh, he's friends with a lot of the uh, the bands who uh, have put out recordings on Clear Story, and I I I, I didn't uh, know Chris until uh, Chris from Clear Story um, until 2019. Whenever I messaged him and was like, "Hey, uh, we follow each other on social media." Um, I was seeing how you go about working with bands because uh, I didn't know if it was like a you know regular sign kind of deal or um, if it was just like special releases that he does. Um, and we started talking uh, a little more in depth and told him the ideas that I had and you know the uh, the goals that I had set you know, for for the new EP and he kind of uh, gave his, uh, his backstory and what he had hoped to accomplish with clear story. Um, and we just went from there and I, I feel like uh, we've grown closer um, as the months go by and uh, find like a lot of things. I, I didn't think we 
had much in common with about like I think a few weeks ago we were talking to each other and he brought up Starflyer fifty nine. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and we talked about Starflyer for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I, I guess like there's a Starflyer show that that I went to that he was at as well. Which I mean that that that's the story, you know, w- with a lot of people. Like, oh, I, I was at that show that that you were at. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know with with some with someone like Starflyer or Savesaker, like like just a lot of these bands that you don't really hear that much about depending on who you're talking to like um hearing that like someone else was at the same show as you like one of those shows that i don't know for me that that means the world to me like oh i i have something to to connect with In your uh, blurb about the record, you said Adirondack specifically focuses on varying elements of nature and how the volatility of it all often reflects our current economic and political climate. It, it feels like you're trying to say more than just like, here are these pretty instrumental songs. Like, what do these songs in this EP mean to you? The songs in the EP to me uh, mean, I, I, I like, just trying to, to get through the day if, if not the week or the month mm-hmm. um and, and keeping an optimistic view on on life because uh, at the time that we were recording it was like december 2019 uh, a lot had already happened up to that point that just kind of made me a little well not a little it made me sick to my stomach just to kind of see how things were going in america um at that time and man how how they're going now uh and i think there there's a sense of uh wanting to be better and wanting to maintain um like a sense of morality uh when interacting with other people um but but also wanting to escape all of that (laughs) For, for a day or two to just balance things out and to make sense of the craziness of the world. Um, so when I wrote these songs, uh, it was also during kind of a hectic time uh, in my life where, you know, one of my dogs passed away from a very rare blood disorder um, that even the vets were like, yeah, we, we don't know what to do. Um, and then my, my grandmother passed away not shortly after. Um, so, uh, for me personally, it, it was just trying to, um, navigate through like all these, uh, these awful things going on in my life as well as all the awful things going on in the world and trying to maintain like a, a sense of, uh, saneness and to 
try to try try to come out of uh, this the uh, uh, more wise and and hopefully making an impact on uh, whoever it is that, that I interact with. Yeah, outside of like telling people when you write instrumental music like this, are you are you hoping people just enjoy it, or are you hoping they feel some? whatever it is you're trying to convey musically, like what your thoughts and feelings through the music as like somebody might with lyrics express vocally these frustrations or these pains and this grieving and, and hope that you're trying to do instrumentally. I hope that, I mean, I mean, definitely I hope they enjoy it. Um, Cause if they don't enjoy it, then, then that, that hurts our, our hearts. Right. <laughs> but you know, everyone, everyone's entitled to, you know, what they want to listen to and, and all that. Yeah. So, um, but outside of that, uh, w- once they enjoy it, uh, hopefully, hopefully we're able to instill, uh, a sense of hope in people, um, that, you know, things will get better. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. if, you know, you just keep focus, you know, and do what you need to do to, to navigate through things, then, um, you know, things will get better. And, and I, and I hope that, uh, that comes across, uh, in the music, even without words and, and that sort of thing. Like, uh, ho- hopefully like just the, uh, the, uh, presentation of, of how we're playing the music, um, like invokes these, uh, these emotions inside people. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening.